If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At participating McDonald's. What's good, family? This is Vince. If you listened to last week, you know this is part two to Mac breaking down our rights, our situations, what you should and should not do when you were interacting with and engaged by the police. This is a must-listen-to episode. If you're jumping here for the first time and you hadn't heard episode one, go back and peep out part one from last week. It's necessary listening. Get your family, get your friends, get your children, get your mama, get everybody that you know and love, and let them hear this episode. This is life-saving information. Peace. You can't win a fight on the street. If I'm Border Patrol agent in the middle of nowhere, my backup may not be coming. But you're in a city. Backup is 30 seconds away. And when they come, nobody's coming to talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. When, we, when yeah. backup show up, when he when when that officer keyed his mic and he, hey, 1013, send somebody. They ain't coming to talk to you. Mm. We don't want to hear shit you had to say. Period. That's real. So the people people need to hear the real shit. So when we show yeah. up. Is either compliance or pain compliance. Mm. Take your choice. <laughs> mm. That's the reality of it. By the time I get there, whatever's still standing is a problem. Yeah. If you ain't on the ground, hands on your head, face away, feet crossed, it's a problem. 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 Welcome to Wow Black, a seriously opinionated podcast, bringing you the real and raw on anything happening while black. If black culture's there, we're there. If you're pissed or empowered, then let's talk about it. Ride with us on this all black everything. All right, let's jump in. Let's jump in. Let's jump in. Situation one and. We're going to talk through a situation. There'll be tweaks and changes to it because what I really want to happen here is I want people to understand when I am in this situation, this is how it's advised that I move. Yes, sir. And each of those situations have tweaks and changes. So we'll go through all this. So I, I want you to consider each each situation under this guise. What are, what, what's, what are our rights? What should we do? What should we not do? Okay. And then any professional tips that you have as we go through. So situation one, you're driving, and to your knowledge, you've done nothing wrong, except maybe a traffic violation. Maybe you California rolled through a stop sign. Maybe mm-hmm. you're speeding a little bit, if anything. Yeah. And you see the sirens behind you. What should you do? Pull over as soon as it's safe to pull over. Okay. Um, if you have, if you're on a highway, my recommendation is if you can, pull over to the shoulder. Don't pull over in the median, the middle, you know, as you, if you're in the far lane, the far left lane or the lane next to it, middle lane, don't try to go over to your left, right? Because that's extremely dangerous for you and for the police officer. You want to pull over as soon as you can all the way over into the shoulder, right? Give yourself some cushion and get that officer some cushion, right? Right. Without putting your vehicle in a precarious situation. That's that's the first thing you got to do. If you're on a city street, 
and it's darkly lit, put on your hazards, mm-hmm. call 911, tell them you're being Everybody stopped your by a police officer. Yeah. Please let that officer know that I'm going to pull over in a better lit area. Mm, so you're you're asking 911 to relay a message yes. for you. Got it. And ask them to stay on the phone Got it. until the officer arrives at the vehicle. Gotcha. Right? Because we've seen several videos now. One was the military gentleman that was mm-hmm. rolling through the little town. Yeah. And um and it was another yeah. guy that they ended up killing saying that he failed to pull over. Yeah. So you don't want to deal with that issue. The beauty about 911 is it's all recorded. So when you call, your lawyer can pull that 911 tape and say, well, hey, listen, my client, if there's an issue, my client called and let your officer know that he wasn't fleeing and eluding because that's what they like to slap on you. Mm -hmm. Oh, you didn't stop when I wanted you to stop. Now, they know. They've been told in roll call and in all their briefs that, listen, with the climate that we're dealing with now, people don't feel safe. Mm-hmm. Yes, you are the police. Yes, they need to stop for you. But you need to be reasonable in determining whether it's actually a fleeing and eluding or somebody that just felt uncomfortable. Yeah. Right? Because it's a reality that people are going, they're made uncomfortable by the police. Yeah. And police have earned that reputation. Right? And now they're mad that they're being held accountable for it. Mm-hmm. Hence all this, oh, the numbers of crime are skyrocketing. No, your officers don't want to answer any calls. They don't want to do anything but answer police calls. So calls for service. They don't want to do any work. There's really essentially a work stop, work shortage going on in a lot of agencies. Because work stoppage, right? Except for what they're obligated to do, which is answer radio calls. Mm. That's that's what's really going on when you look at these numbers. Remember, I told you earlier, they manipulate these numbers, mm-hmm. right? And one of the ways in which the crime rate is rising, you got police unions telling their officers, well, listen, they're going to lock you up for doing your job. Stop doing your job. Just answer radio calls. Mm. Or you got individual officers making determinations in their group, their working group. But look, man, you know, they just locked up another cop here, and, you know, I'm not doing no work. I'm only answering radio calls. Mm. Well, most of the time when people need police officers, police officers are responding to an emergency. They're not there while the emergency is going on. Right. So you right. got to be your first responder. Yeah. You got to outthink the danger that's being presented to you. Mm. And the sad fact in reality is that it's just as dangerous to decide to call the police. It is. Mm-hmm. Half these folks listening to the radio like this fool talk about call the police. You see the police killing everybody on the street. Right. We ain't calling them. But the reality of that is you're in a situation that you don't dictate the terms for. Yeah. All you can do is act in your best self-interest and survive your encounter with the police. Yeah. Police are going to hear that and be offended. Well, if you're a cop that's out here doing dirt, you should be offended because you're a piece of shit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But if you're a real dude, you're a real officer, you real, you live in a real world, you understand why people are afraid of the police. And you understand that people, quite frankly, they're just petrified. They don't want to deal with you for any reason. Yeah. So you're going to have a little compassion, mm-hmm. a little understanding, a little forethought to try to put them at ease. Actually brings up a point. So they've pulled you over. You already hit us with what to do. Lights on, car off, radio down, hands visible, recording, 911, backup recording, and probably a little prayer in there. Yes, sir. So when they get to the car, 
They give you a ticket. Mm-hmm. You have to sign it. In some places you do. Okay. Not everywhere, right? Because essentially what a signature is, not saying that you did it. So my advice to, to most people is just sign a ticket. It doesn't mean that you're pleading guilty. You still got a court date coming. Right. Survive this encounter and go home. Right. Do you want to, is that survive. a hill you really want to die on? Literally. Literally. Right. You know what I mean? I don't want to sign the ticket because I'm mad. Well, go home, be mad, be in your feelings. I'm all for it because we got feelings. We got the full range of emotions God granted every other human being. So we don't often enough take advantage of it as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so feel any way you want to about it, but survive the encounter. Think and be intelligent about the choices that you make. Be intentional about survival. Yeah. Right? You got to be intentional about your survival in any circumstances, but particularly in a circumstance where somebody else has the power to take your life and not have to pay a consequence. Mm. That's, that's really the game. That's the reality. A cop can kill you and not be held liable for killing you. In fact, be deemed a justified shooting. And he could have done everything wrong, as we've seen over and over again. So, yeah, I watched the videos on YouTube with the 911, I mean, the uh, First Amendment auditors and so on and so forth. I find it hilarious. I find that some of them are extremely knowledgeable and the police are extremely stupid in most instances. Mm -hmm. However, you're a black person in the United States of America. We know the story here. Your job is to be alive, not Your just job is to stay alive so you can fight. That's right. You can be right. And, and your dead. fight ain't going to be on the street. You'll never win that fight. You're never going to win. You can't outrun the radio. Yeah. That's a hell of a line. Man. That's the real shit. That's, that's what it is. And, and we have to be intellectual. The battle that we're waging here, we, we look, we get biblical, talk about principalities, spiritual wickedness in high places, mm. right? That's a reality in what we're dealing with. 100%. Right? But think about that. No matter what you believe, that's always going to be true. Yeah. yeah. You can't win a fight on the street. If I'm Border Patrol agent in the middle of nowhere, my backup may not be coming. But you're in the city. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Backup is 30 seconds away. And when they come, nobody's coming to talk to you. At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting Black futures. In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. When, we, when yeah. backup show up, when, he, when, when that officer keyed his mic and he, hey, 1013, send somebody. They're not coming to talk. They ain't coming to talk to you. Mm. We don't want to hear shit you had to say. Period. That's real. So the people people need to hear the real shit? So when we show yeah. up, it's either compliance or pain compliance. Mm. Take your choice. 
Mm. That's the reality of it. And, and we see it play so out. So when backup Th- rolls, it. it's, it's showtime. If you call for backup, that means it's a problem. So yeah. when backup comes, we're not going to stop and talk to you and be like, hey, well, why didn't you do what my partner asked you to do? Ain't nobody trying to hear that shit. By the time I get there, whatever's still standing is a problem. Yeah. If you ain't on the ground, hands on your head, face away, feet crossed, it's a problem. Mm. And I'm I'm here to deal with problems. We got to know what it is. Mm. That's real. They're, they're at the car. Can I search your car? No. Always no. There's never any reason to say yes. I'm just giving you the game. Any, as a matter of fact, it is more beneficial for you to provide your license and registration if you've gotten pulled over in a vehicle and you are the driver. Not the passenger. Not the passenger. To provide that officer with your information, my license, my registration, my insurance, once they have it, once once you ask them, hey, can I, you want my registration someone? It's here. Either it's in my purse or it's in my glove compartment. May I reach for it, officer? Yes. Go ahead. Grab that. Immediately turn it over to the officer and stop talking. Hmm. Oh, well, you know, where were you guys going? Respectfully, officer, I don't answer questions. And as much gumption and, and heart as it's going to take to get that sentence out, you need to get that sentence out. Mm. And you need to then shut up. Mm. If you pull me over for speeding, you can write the ticket without asking me about it. Mm-hmm. If you pull me over because I ran a red light, that's your accusation. You could do that without talking to me about it. Mm. I've given you everything that I'm supposed to give you. Now you have it. I don't have to roll my windows up and stall you out and squeeze it through the little slot, which is perfectly legal. But why would you antagonize someone who can kill you and get away with it? Because they can get through that window in a second. The window don't mean shit. I got a million things on my belt that'll break that window. Yeah. I don't care nothing about that damn window. Because if I want you out, you're coming out. Yeah. So... Hand them your stuff and don't say anything else. Absent officer, respectfully, I don't answer questions. Because where you're going and what you were doing is really none of their business if, if you haven't committed a crime. Now, technically, in the state of Georgia, uh, speed and citation and so on and so forth, those tickets are misdemeanors, mm-hmm. right? Which plays into the do you have to sign piece, right? Right. Because in some places, this is Georgia, in some of these rural places, they will take you to jail in front of a magistrate if you refuse to sign. Oh, wow. Right? Because it's, what it's saying is you're agreeing to come to court. So uh, if you're not going to come to court, but yeah. we can't guarantee that you're going to come to court, need to take you then we need to take you to court Got now it. and Got adjudicate it. this now. Got it. So that's the theory behind whether you have, do you have to know? You don't have to. They can't technically make you do anything. Right? But you got to be ready to pay the consequence. What's the consequence for that? Well, in the middle of Atlanta, a cop might not want to refuse to sign and write it on there and turn in the ticket. Right? But if you're in the middle of Pike County, 
and the sheriff's deputy pull you over, and, this is a and you don't want to sign, well, this is still the antebellum South out, this motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Your black ass is going to jail, son. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? All because you ain't signed. Get out the car. Yeah. And if you give them any lip, they want to break your windows and all that stuff. They don't you no know, excitement out there. Uh, so, so to that point, mm-hmm. you know, you hear the, the, the argument about lawful commands. W- what is one? Can they tell you to get out the car? Do you have to get out the car? On a traffic stop, they can order everybody out the car. Okay. All right? It doesn't make any sense to do so. Right. And the reason that they often give when we hear these or see these videos or hear them testify in these trials, well, you know, I wasn't sure who I was dealing with and I wanted to control the individuals within the vehicle. Well, per my training, that is ass backwards. Yeah. Right? Think about it. Why would I take you out of a confined box? Right. You're introducing which, all kind of variables. Exactly. Now. Which I have you confined in this box. Yeah. Your tactical I advantage don't have is to, Exactly. My tactical advantage is, is everything here. You, can, you, right? you can't run. I can't do anything. I see your hands. You can't right. grab a rock and if hit you, you with it. If you move, I, you got to actually turn your body to see me, which means I see you moving. Why would I destroy all of that tactical advantage of having you confined in this small space, one, two, three, four, 80 you in one vehicle, and then pull you out, and I'm one officer? or two officers. That makes absolutely no fucking sense. And that's the legal fiction that the law is always playing into all of our situations that we're complaining about. Well, the officer ordered everybody out of the car. Well, why did he order everybody out the car? Because he wants to search the car. So, hence, we get the, oh, I smell marijuana bullshit. That's what well, I'm I ain't never next. smoked marijuana a day in my goddamn life. So I know. So when they, when they say that, what, what do you say? You as a civilian don't have any defense for that. What yeah, can you say? Nothing. Right? If you do have weed in there, so what? At this point in history, mm-hmm. right? They legalizing weed everywhere. It's still not technically legal, but the fine for that is relatively nothing, considering, right? If you get convicted of it, you what? Misdemeanor possession? You know, your your concern is if it's more than misdemeanor amount of marijuana. Now you're looking at maybe a distribution charge or something stupid like that. If you was going to get it, you were going to get it anyway because of the amount that was in your car. Yeah. So why compound Why compound it? Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That makes sense. That makes Just sense. shut up and take the ride. All right, it, let's, let's, let's stay in that same situation, but let's say this time. But don't talk, though. Don't talk. Don't, I love that. No. You've been, you've been pulled over, but this time... You do have illegal drugs in the car. Mm-hmm. You you do have an illegal weapon in the car. Mm-hmm. What's what's your, what's your best bet mode now? Don't touch that goddamn weapon. You better leave <laughs> that shit where it is, right? And if, especially if it's me coming, you don't got no wins, none. I got you in this box. I can see you moving. I see you fidgeting around. I'm going to tell you. Listen, I'm going to be at the back of the car talking to you. Roll your window down, sir. I'm going to be looking. If it's more than one person in the car, I'm definitely off that back end of the car. I'm not even that close. I noticed the last time I got stopped, I couldn't see the officer. I could mm-hmm. just hear him. I would have to turn and look That's back right. here. That's the tactical move. He was a real asshole. Yeah, too. yeah. But he was a tactical asshole, though. <laughs> he was that. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> he was tactically <laughs> sound in the motherfucker. I was going from Atlanta to Charlotte. He uh, pulled me in my home. North boy. Carolina trooper. Yo, he pulled me in my homeboy over on the way up mm-hmm. and the way back. Same what? dude. Same dude. Same, same run, same spiel. Mm-hmm. Separated us. 
and, and jumped into trying the to... car? Yeah. Yeah. So he, he, he wanted to check stories. Yeah. And halfway through it, I literally thought about you. Yeah. Stop talking. He's a, he's a guy... He got have, even more aggravated. Right. Oh, they, yeah. oh, let him be aggravated. But what you won't have is any reasonable, articulable suspicion. That's it. <laughs> right? No yeah. reasonable, articulable facts. That's it. To create a reasonable suspicion that might prompt you to then develop probable cause. And I, and I, was, in a, I was in a red... Jeep, Grand Jeep Cherokee rental car. Yeah. And so he thought you was a drug mule or you're either making a drug run. Yeah. So a lot of the cops that are on the highway are interdiction units. Yeah. Right? So they're looking for DUIs and they're looking for drugs and money because asset forfeiture is a big deal still. Yeah. Right? Because he was, he's the only one who, he he asked to search the car. Mm -hmm. He was trying to get into where we were going. Yeah. What, What made me shut up was he said, well... How long have you known him? What's his mom's name? I was like, I'm gone. Done. Because he's looking for something Absolutely. at this point. He's looking yeah. for anything Absolutely. to just qualify the story. That's it. And I can't hear my boy in the back, right? Mm-hmm. We, we was going up there. I think we were going for golf. I don't remember what the hell we were going for. Yeah. But it was legitimate. I'm like, he had a knife in the car. Mm-hmm. Because he was, he's, he's this guy. He's like, you know, I want to be safe. I was like, brother, that ain't smart. So get that but, knife far away. Yeah. It, when when it comes to a stop, any implement, a knife, a gun, a knife is actually worse than a gun. When mm-hmm. it's somebody's hands who knows how to use it, mm-hmm. because you can. There's a, there's this rule called the twenty one foot rule that they train to. And a person who's already out with a knife mm-hmm. before you can draw your gun from your holster can be on you within twenty one feet. That's wild. Yeah, and it's real. That ain't no. That ain't no yeah, BS. Yeah. So by the time you can twenty one feet you gotta, seven you yards, got, you gotta you gotta unsecure your gun. By the time you get draw it out, from get your it holster, off safety. They can be on right. You. Well, most know. police don't use safeties on their weapons okay, now. Cool, got yeah, it. Um, we go. didn't. I, that's a hindrance. But the safety was the gun itself because it has such a long trigger pull. That was wow. how they used to mediate that whole safety non safety yeah. thing. I get it. I get but it. I get it. you got a weapon in there. You got illegal drugs. Look. At the point that you get stopped, that's the gamble that you've been playing for this entire right, time. Right. You yep. was in the mix. Yeah, you, you put you, it in there. You, you know what right you You shaking so, the dice. If you a G, take the charge. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? At least let take, you're going to take the charge anyway. Yep. So the question is, do you want to live? That's it. And go into custody? Or do you want to die on the side of the road somewhere over this half ounce? Mm-hmm. Or these keys, right? Because let's be frank. If you was really a gangster, if, if these cats was really gangsters, mm-hmm. George Zimmerman would still be walking around. Right. Uh, right. None of these other cats out here that's been murdering black people. That's real. Because gangs came from what? A, a duty to protect the neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. That's where they, that's, that was the origin story for gangs. Mm-hmm. You know? So I don't want to, ain't none of you fuckers G's. Yep. As far as I'm concerned. And and I seen plenty of you bastards crying in the back of a car. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you ain't tough. Right. And and then, you know, I'm gonna keep it a whole stack right here. This is the way I see it. If you sitting in prison and you got caught by the means you got caught by the police at some point, and you ain't thug it out, and you took the ride to the Dookie Shoot uh jailhouse, you ain't a G. Mm. That that's just how I see it. Real spit. So a lot of y'all need to reorient the way that you think about these things. And and I'm gonna keep it another stack. Most of the cats with the longest rap sheets that I ever locked up 
all these ag assaults and manslaughter, this, that, the third, them, they cried in the back of my fucking car. And they ain't give me no goddamn lip. They did what I asked them to do. Turned around, put their hands behind their back, got cuffed up. Mm. <laughs> if you really a G, you ain't going out like that. Isn't that all, right? You, you right. ain't going out like it's that. It's going to be heavy. So the whole shit is a fiction yeah. in and of itself. This whole ideology and this tough shit that these nut-ass motherfuckers be on, mm -hmm. this bullshit. See, that's a hundred right there. You know what I'm saying? That's a hundred Nigga, you right sitting there. in prison so doing a hundred years yeah. on a kingpin stat. You a sucker-ass motherfucker. You not a G. I can't real, see a reason shit. for me if I'm balling out. I lived my little bit of life. I didn't did it. I'm not going to sit in here where men raping men and all this carrying on. Mm -mm. I'm not going to that. You're going to have to take mine. Mm. That's crazy. So we got to stop glorifying, glorifying bullshit. Yeah. Kanye got motherfuckers out here buying fucking $400 prison slippers and shit. <laughs> I, I don't fucking get it, man. <laughs> Fuck is wrong with our people. <laughs> Right. You're right. You right. got to think right. through this shit, bro. <laughs> right. This, everything, almost everything out here on the radio and on TV is poison. Yeah. Because yep. you all can't distinguish whether it's entertainment or reality. True. True. That's the distinction you need to be making. Yep. Is this entertainment or reality? Man. These cats in here talk about, oh, man, I, yeah, I did a bid, this, that, that. Who the hell is proud of going to prison? Nobody should be. Nobody in their right goddamn mind is proud no, of that. Not at all. It happens, and it can happen to people that don't deserve it because we got a crooked system. But it doesn't always happen because the system is crooked. Some of it is because you fucking idiots are out here yep. taking penitentiary chances to live bullshit lives for the gram for two years till the feds pick your goofy ass up. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Because they was bored one day and decided to go get the small fish. Mm-hmm. And then they send you up the bank for 20, 30, 40 years. Mm. I don't see, if you a gambling motherfucker, what you got to be if you in the game. Yeah. Gotta be. What kind of odds are those? Yeah, what kind of favorite. odds are those? Not yeah. odds I want. They ain't in your favor. It's the same way for a crooked cop. You on the street stealing money and taking money and robbing dope dealers and this and that. It's a stupid ass gamble. The odds are the odds are stacked against you. At some yeah. point, at some point, the cards are gonna come. Listen, you gonna roll that motherfucking snake eyes eventually. Something's yeah. coming. You coming Something's up coming. empty. All right, new new situation. This time it's your son or daughter. They call you. They're in the car with their friends. They're all under 18. They're being pulled over. Mm -hmm. Cops get out of the car. You already can hear their aggression. Mm -hmm. Two things. One, you already told us what you tell your, your family to do. Any specific advice for the children in that moment. And number two, you're in proximity. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. As a, as a, as a father, I'm, I want to hop in my car and go up there. Absolutely. What, 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 what do you I'm recommend? On. Yeah. I'm going. Those are your children. That's yeah. right. And this, you, this happened to me a couple whether, weeks back. Whether you say oh. something or not when you arrive at the scene, right. your presence is going to make your child act differently. Yeah. Right? 
when you show up, I don't advise initially approaching the situation. Park, if they pulled over on the street, pull your vehicle over on that street in a parking spot, legal parking spot, because when you make them mad, they're going to want to try to give you a ticket or some dumb shit because you was parked too close to the corner or something goofy like that. Remember that your children are counting on you to be the reasonable person because they scared that's, that's to fuck That's a line right there. Yeah. They scared to death. And you and have my, to be my son that and his reasonable were person. Terrified. Absolutely. And they and rightly so. Mm-hmm. They're killing us out here yep. for nothing. And wide open on video. Yep. And they don't feel like they can get touched for the most part. Yep. Yeah. So that kind of that audacity brings a certain kind of brashness yep. from these officers. And especially when the officer is probably already scared. Because he's a punk, not because he had a real reason to be scared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? You in a community that you don't know nothing about trying to act like you G.I. Joe. Yeah. This ain't the army, man. You're not in Baghdad, B. Yeah. Slow your roll. Just because you said it don't make it a lawful order. Yeah. That's right. right? That's right. If, if you pull me over on a vehicle stop, you have authority over this vehicle and everybody in it. That's a fact. Now, I don't even want to ask you why you stopped me. And I don't know why we have a tendency to want to ask the police why they stopped us. Because that's only leading to a conversation. In which you're going to say some things because you're emotional and you're responding to the aggression that may or may not be coming your way, but you believe it's coming, maybe reasonably, maybe unreasonably. Mm -hmm. You're going to say some things that, one, incriminate yourself. Mm -hmm. That, two... Uh, aren't actually the law, just what you believe, and opinions aren't laws, right? And three, you're going to agitate somebody who has the ability, again, to kill you and get away with it. You're asking questions that seen by them as hostility. Why? Because they're cowards. So what's the best front for somebody that's scared? We all know this shit from the hood. A scared motherfucker eventually going to try to act tough. Until he get punched in the face or whatever is going to go on. Yeah. And he fold. Yeah. That's, that's, that's really, that's the laws of nature. Right? This is an artificial jungle we playing on in a traffic stop. Because if, if, if all things were equal, he wouldn't have any authority over you in the first place. So this is a, a societal construct that's been created to put you at a marked disadvantage. So if it's already designed for you to lose, you got to do what? You got to start playing chess. Yeah. Yeah. Now I need to outthink you. Yeah. Now I need to not give you anything that you can use to further your bullshit investigation. Which means I got to shut up and I got to pick a better place to fight from, which is the courtroom. That's it. End of the day, that's it. So if my kids are there, I'm parking. Yeah. I'm going to make myself seen. You know, maybe a hand gesture, and I'm going to go on that same side of the street, and I'm going to stay about maybe two car lengths away. Eventually, they're going to ask you, you know, sir, you know, why are you here? Well, officer, you got my children stopped. Oh, up so here. you don't? Even, you, you just walk up, make yourself known, and just yeah. Oh, I, first, I want to see what's going on. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. Right. I'm going to be recording already. Right. You got to be recording. And you're not going to stop recording no matter what they say. 
And as a parent, don't run. No, definitely don't run. We ain't going nowhere, and we ain't leaving our babies. Right. That ain't gonna happen. No, I'm saying don't don't run up on. No, them. no, definitely don't run up on them, right? Because that's going to justify yep. their use of force. Yeah. Right now you've escalated you the situation. Yeah. Right. So you don't want to escalate the situation. You want to be reasonable at all times. Right. Because again, your fight ain't out here. Yeah. Right. One thing our people got to learn and have to understand is you have to be able to write, not speak, write a, a, a salient complaint mm. to internal affairs. Mm -hmm. That's what you need to be able to write. Uh. So you're recording at that same time, but you're also making mental notes. What's the number on that vehicle? Now, try to memorize the license plate. Just make sure your phone captures that. Yeah. Try to remember the number on the vehicle. Because if nothing else, hey, it was two officers, they were driving in this vehicle number. They got to list a logger who was riding in what car, right? When you talk to police, you always look at their name tags. Don't ask them what their name is because a lot of insecure officers are going to take that as hostility or you're going to write a complaint. Well, now I got to do something to you, mm. lock you up or, you know, give you a ticket or what have you. Because now I got to justify why I stopped you, mm. right? So if if an officer is making you uncomfortable, that's not necessarily a complaint in the making. But if they do something that's unprofessional, disrespectful, overtly abusive, or outright abusive, then those are the things that you, all right, this is what I'm going to write a complaint about. You keep that to yourself. Remember, be silent. Yeah. Because if you ask him, if you're asking me questions and I'm not answering them, guess what's not happening? You're not developing facts that you can use against me. Mm. So I eventually either I write you a ticket and let you go, or just get in my car and leave. Mm. Yeah, right. Because I don't have anything. Right. The whole I smell marijuana. If I don't have nothing, if I, even if I do have something in the car at that point, I'm caught. Right. So right. I'm, I'm going to be chilling until they find it, and I'm going to take the ride because right. hopefully I'm smart enough to have a stash for a lawyer. Because yeah, it ain't like it's any, it ain't no better or worse right. if you tell them it's the Right. I'm not helping you do your job. I, as a citizen, I'm not obligated to help you do your job. Well, I'm trying to, you know, what they'll say is, well, I'm asking questions. I'm trying to figure out. Well, it's not my job to help you figure anything out. You should have had shit figured out when you pulled me over. For whatever it is you pulled pull me, me over for. for. Yeah. <laughs> right? Because technically what the law says is they can't expand a traffic stop, a routine stop for running the red light, speeding, so on and so forth, into another separate investigation while they're still holding your ID and all that stuff because you've never been free to go. So you're technically illegally extending a stop in violation of your Fourth Amendment right. Mm. Right? So under the Fourth Amendment, you have a right not to be to be secure in your persons, places, and things, right? So ultimately, when a cop, anytime a cop takes you into his custody via vehicle stop or orders you to stop walking somewhere, all of those are Fourth Amendment issues because he's seizing your person. That's a seizure, which is under the Fourth Amendment where that law breaks in. I don't care if you walking down the street, you at the basketball court, Y'all running ball, and the cop roll up and like, oh, there's some cats over here drinking. Yo, I need to talk to y'all. Well, I don't need to talk to you. Have a good day, officer. I'm going. If they stop you from going, that becomes a seizure. 
right? So let, let's dig into that because that, that's the next scenario, right? Okay. Let's, let's talk about that. You are, you're on public property, park, street. Mm-hmm. You're not operating a vehicle. You're not inside a vehicle. Police approach you, stop you, ask for ID. No. Respectfully, officer, I'm not going to provide you identification. Name, address. Nothing. Right? I'm going to keep walking. Officer, have a good day. Now, if they stop you from walking, it better be either a lawful detention, mm-hmm. in which case you do have to provide your name and your birthday. Mm-hmm. You don't have to present ID necessarily. How do you, how, how do you clarify what's that? The, yeah, what's the lawful so, detention? A lawful detention would be, let's say we are in that same situation. They roll up to you at the park. Your bull's over here drinking a beer, open container in the park, mm-hmm. right? Well, if he stopped your bull that's sitting there, that's a lawful detainment because he's investigating the fact that he's drinking in public, right? He can't make everybody else stay mm-hmm. for a detention because if what you came here for is because you saw this person drinking, that's the person that you need to engage. Mm-hmm. I don't Even if I'm sitting next to him, I wasn't drinking or you didn't see me drinking. That's not a lawful detainment of me because you haven't witnessed me either commit a crime, about to commit a crime, or in, in the midst of committing a crime. Those are the three things that they need to, to stop you. Mm-hmm. They need either to be able to articulate that a crime is afoot, meaning something is happening right now, about to be afoot, meaning based on everything they observe, they have a, a reasonable f- belief that a crime is either being committed or about I to be committed. I see you with a crowbar, a mask. Right, right, staying outside. Of, yeah. yeah. So under those circumstances, that's a lawful detainment. What they try to do is, is, let's say they see you walking down the street like they do in the hood. You and your boys laughing, y'all coming from the store or something. Y'all laughing, they running around the neighborhood, you know, thumping cats for no reason. Hey, you know how they pull up on you. Go ahead and stop for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Officer, come over. And so when they say that, you do stop? I, initially, I'm going to stop, right? Because, all right, he come out the car. Hey, I need to talk to you. And respectfully, officer, I don't have anything to say. Have a good day. I'm going to keep walking. Mm. If they stop you from walking... At that point, they need to have a reason for stopping. And when you say if they stop you, is it a physical stop? Is it some, a block? Some is officers it a, is it a will verbal? either step into your way, put their hand up. If they're smart, they're not going to touch you, right? Because what they want to be able to say is this a consensual encounter. Right. Because they can try to talk to anybody. Yeah. There's nothing illegal about them trying to have a conversation with you, right? Whether you did something or whether you didn't do something. They can ask you anything. Doesn't mean that you're obligated to answer them. Right, your Fifth Amendment right protects you uh, from incriminating yourself. So again, whenever an officer stops you, as little conversation as possible. Respectfully, officer, I don't answer questions again, and leave it at that. Well, I need to know, officer. I'm going to keep walking. Thank you, because our kids will be petrified by the initial stop, yeah. and they're not going to want to ask, "Hey, am I being detained?" Also, why give them ideas? You know what I mean? A lot of cops are dumb. Let's just face it. They are. They don't think through things. Mm, so the moment you right? see them being detained, now they say yes. Exactly. Now, you're now, right. all right, what are you detaining me for? But this forces you to talk now. Right. But I'm just going to ask, what are you detaining me for? Got it. Right? 
mm-hmm. at that point. And that's all I'm going to ask. That's if they stop you. Right. If they continue to stop you, right? So they step in front of you. They put their arm up. You know, well, officer, I've already said I'm not going to answer any questions. They'll keep trying to talk to you. Well, you know, if you didn't do anything wrong, that's their favorite stupid-ass line. Well, if you didn't do anything wrong, if I didn't do anything wrong, and I don't like fucking police, then I don't want to talk to you anyway. Right? I'm not going to... But people feel like they have to justify themselves, especially black people. Yes, we, yeah. just, we just we, don't like silence. We're afraid right. of silence. It's awkward yeah. silence. And we're already right. scared. Yeah. But this is where you got to get comfortable with the, with the understanding that, listen, at the end of the day, ultimately, what's going to happen? He either going to arrest me or let me go. That's it. Yeah. Right? My thing is, let's speed that shit up. Yeah. If I don't answer any of your questions, let me go. You're going to leave and I'm going to go where the fuck I'm going. If I feel like you kept me too long, then my obligation at that point is to write a written complaint against you. And what can you say to justify it? Right? You didn't have a reason to stop me in the first place. What you going to put on your report? Hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? I stopped this guy and... Well, when he write the complaint, the sergeant go, hey, hey you, you stopped this kid? Well, you know, why Why you stopped this kid? We'll read, well, well, you know why? We had a report. He can't tell him that shit. That shit that they tell you, oh, we got a report of burglary in the area. He, he fit the description. He can't tell a sergeant or supervisor that or IA, mm-hmm. right? Because all they going to do is pull the damn the, the log sheet. Yeah. Or in the in the cat, the the computer generated stuff to see where you was at and whether you called it in. Mm. And look at your body cam. See how you jam them up if you're quiet. Now he gotta explain himself, he or she. Because you've given them nothing. They don't have anything. Yeah. So if I didn't see you commit a crime in the first place and I stop you because I feel like it, I gotta justify that stop. Yeah. That's because the complaint comes. Right, because all our folks going to write complaints. Mm-hmm. And what should your complaint have in it, people? Mm, right? I wasn't going to ask that question. That's a good one. Go ahead. Your bro. complaint should have, hey, on such and such, I'm writing because I'd like to issue a formal complaint. On officer, if you can see a name tag on them, their outermost garments are supposed to have their name tag and a badge. Mm-hmm. If they don't have any of those things, that's what I want you to look for, little clues, Right? Look at their appearance. What are they wearing? Don't don't speak it out loud. Just think about it if you're scared, right? If you don't want to ask the officer for his name and identification because they're supposed to provide it, but you don't want to antagonize the situation, remember what that officer looked like. Look at your watch or your phone and mark the time. If you've got an iPhone, open your note as soon as they leave and make a note about everything that just happened, everything that you can remember, right? Great. So... You, if they are in uniform, I'm looking at the car, and I want to see the. I'm memorizing the number on the car. Don't try if you can only see the license plate, then try to remember the license plate. But that's going to be difficult for most people. But yeah. they probably can remember that little three or two numbers on the side of the car. Gotcha. So right, the number on the side of the car is different from the license plate. Yes, got it. So you want to remember that. You're going to remember a description of the officers. If you don't see a name tag exposed, if you see a name tag exposed, make a mental note of it. You don't have to say it out loud if, you know, if you're afraid to ask for their ID and their badge number and all that. You don't have to do all that. Just make them remember it. All right. 
this officer's name was, uh, uh, you know, George Fudd. Okay, he had Fudd, and he had a little, he didn't have a real badge on, he had the embroidered badge on his clothes. Okay. He was wearing a jacket, or he was wearing a tactical vest and some jeans, or he was in full uniform with a tactical vest. Remember those details, little stuff, right? Write it down. Because when you get in your description, when you say, hey, I was stopped by this officer, they were driving this vehicle number, it was this date at this time, so I start all my reports on this date, say it's June 17, 2022, comma, at this time, at 6.47 p.m., I was walking down this street, and I was approached by Officer X, Y, and Z, driving vehicle number such and such. Mm-hmm. Mm. I had committed no crime. The officer stopped me and would not release me in a reasonable amount of time. And I believe that he violated my Fourth Amendment rights mm-hmm. against uh, search and seizure, illegal search and seizure. When they come, tell them what happened because Iago had to come investigate, right? But you want to put it in writing and you want to sign it. Why? And give them your phone number so they can contact you, right? Is, is this on, go on Google Sheets, Google yeah. Word, type it up, you can, or do you go get a form? How does this work? If you, it, most people are not going to want to go. Most times the forms are online now okay. for the different departments. Right. Um, and sometimes you just fill it in like a fill-in and then click submit mm. and submit it, and then they start contacting you and so on and so forth. Gotcha. But if you just, some people like paper, the older folks don't really rock <laughs> with the computer situation. <laughs> you can write a letter, open up your, your laptop, type out a letter or handwrite a report. And then once you do it, you want to go down to internal affairs and turn it in in person. That wow. way, you're going to have to sign their log sheet. Somebody's going to have to come out and talk to you. So now you know they've got the complaint. Right, right. Don't leave right. it with the with the guy at the front of the desk because it might not get there. Might get lost. Might be their buddy. Then it's going to go in the trash can and nobody's going to be any the wiser. Yeah. Right? And make yourself a copy before you send it and turn it to the police. Right. Right? So we what we don't do is we don't write complaints. Yeah. What effect does a written complaint have versus a verbal complaint? Well, written complaints stay in their employment file for a certain period of time. Mm. That can preclude them from being able to get transferred, from being able to Mm. move to special units maybe they wanted to go to, and they might have to wait two or three years before they can move from that. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Right? Did not know that. And if there's a history there, when they do something ultimately deadly, unfortunately for somebody else, maybe there is a there's a track record. Right? And then what you do with those complaints is if you got more than one person in your neighborhood that has a complaint from this officer or about this officer, then you all need to together write a complaint. And send it to your mayor and say, hey, listen, we're having a problem with this officer in our neighborhood. And we would like a meeting with your, your honor, the mayor, mm. or your honor's uh, uh, task force on policing. And then you also send that letter to the precinct head 
whoever's in charge of that precinct, all of this stuff you can look up online. Mm. Send it to their captain. Yeah. I would get their email address because that's what I do if my clients have a complaint. I go get the email address for the person. And that's all online? online yeah, it's usually all site. online. If you can't find it online, you can always write a freedom of information request, mm. right, which is usually a FOIA, which is federal. In the city, it's usually an Open Records Act request. Got it. Right? You just send in now... Most agencies have a, uh, if you Google their agency at Open Records, it'll bring up a person or an email address already that you send in those Open Records requests to. So in your Open Records request, what you do is say, hey, I was stopped on such and such date by this officer. I'm requesting uh, the identity of this officer's supervisor so that I can file a complaint. Or I filed a complaint and I'm requesting the email address to you know, the chief of police or what have you. Because when you want, when you write a complaint, you want to go to IA, they're, whatever they're, it's going to be officer accountability, um, OPS, or IA. What's OPS? OPS is the Office of Policing Standards, Got it. usually, in the department. And those are the people that are the, the they call them the rats, right? The, the, the IA people that come investigate police, right? <laughs> so... <laughs> no, everybody <laughs> hates them fuckers. Everybody, right? Because they make a little bit out of nothing, a lot of them. Because they go there because either they got a real bone to pick about bad policing or because they want to go somewhere else. And that's a fast way to get somewhere else. Yeah. If you did a stint in, in their internal affairs investigation in the department, a lot of times that allows you to, because everybody hates you. So they try to mm. give you assignment after that where, you yeah, know, yeah. you want to go. Mm. Um, but ultimately, you you can pretty much find anything with a decent Google search. You know, go in there, Google will give you some suggestions. But there's open records requests for most cities and county facilities. And for the government, it's FOIA requests, F-O-I-A, Freedom of Information Act requests. You submit those to the address that they send, ask them for the information that you want, and then they usually will send you out the information. Now, Pennsylvania, the way the law is set up, I know this because I was, I'm helping a buddy with a complaint. They, their law has not quite evolved around those things. So they hold back a lot of information from the public. But when Eck was here and, and I was here the last time, we talked about voting yep. and we talked about jury service yep. and why your local elections matter more than the national elections. Yep. That's why, because those laws need to be changed. You are a public employee. Everything about you should be accessible by the public. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because if you misbehave in the job that we, the public, have entrusted you to do, then we need to have a means of holding you accountable. In our community, we get angry, but we don't get angry and informed and then take action. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll, That's, we'll, we'll those write are a the pieces that we're missing. But not a police officer. Right. Yeah. And, and until you start doing that, you won't be able to change the type of officer that's allowed to patrol in your community. Mm. Yeah. Right? Because if an officer is getting too many complaints, they got to do something with this guy. Either they got to get terminated, they got to move, be moved somewhere where they don't deal with the public, you know, which is usually a miserable place. The pressure on police departments from that perspective has got to be getting hotter and hotter. It does. Well, look at at case in point. Constitutional carry. Mm -hmm. Right? So here's my take on constitutional carry. It's not going very far from this point. 
police are now being held accountable in many instances because they're getting caught on video and they don't want to see what they saw two summers ago and last summer in terms of the protests yeah, in these yeah. cities because they're costly. Yeah. They cost a lot in overtime. They cost a lot in, in potential destruction, so on and so forth. So what they've done is now, all right, we're going to start holding you accountable. Meanwhile, the police union will usually sanction any bullshit that an officer does, right? You want all that to stop? Start voting regularly. Mm. Start having the ability. A lot of cities and states, they had the ability to do recall elections like California, but nobody ever does it, right? You get a certain amount of people, you get it on a ballot as a ballot initiative, and you try to recall those politicians, get them out of there. Mm. Absent that, the only way you can get them out of there is voting them out unless it's an appointed position. Mm. So if you want things to change in your community, writing a complaint and voting and being actively engaged in who sits on the legislature in your state or on your city council where they make ordinances and statutory guidelines for the city or county, those are the people that do it. You want people to be held accountable. Now you start moving some asses out of some seats with your vote then you can count on the demeanor of how the police treat the community having to change. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. That's the weapon, yeah. right? The weapon is your engagement. You got to be as invested in that as you are in when the next Jordans drop. Mm, say right. that, bro. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and that is a go-to for us because it's a real thing that all of us can relate to. But that is the urgency with which we chase fashion in our community. I like to dress. I like to kick it in some J's. But the distinction is, are you taking this as seriously as you want that purse from Louis Vuitton yeah. or, the, or, or the shoes or that, that Beamer you want to drive? You getting that contract, that lease or that, that uh, car purchase contract? You need to take your daily life yeah. into account in the same way. Because that's what this is about. The people that make the laws control how you live your life. And we don't think about it that way because we've conditioned ourselves to try to put it in a box and separate it because it's too much to fucking think about most of the time. It's depressing, or it can be depressing, to have to be concerned with the state of your existence every day. That's why we're trying to numb ourselves with all these intoxicants, right? Because the grind is so tough. It is. But this skin. Power. This skin is power. And when we are united together for a purpose, we cannot be stopped. That is why they are trying to kill you. They don't just want you to go away anymore. Their population is shrinking. Their, their, their butts in the seats of power are getting older. Their children weren't indoctrinated in the way that they were. So you had, you know, our, the younger generation, they kumbaya across the board. They don't, race wasn't as big an issue for them until Trump got back in office. They were going far away from that. Now you notice the indoctrination, this re-indoctrination that's happening with those kids. It's, it's, it's a purpose behind that. Their number for the yeah. first time 
is has decreased in the census, right? And and don't forget, Trump went to court to stop the census early, mm-hmm. so we don't even had a real number to decrease. Why do you think he did that? A strategic sell. Because the ideology that we live under is they that they outnumber us. Yeah, they can't. They be are the majority. And if they can't keep up the illusion of being the majority, then power shrinks from their hands. And yeah, the tide shifts. That's it. Yeah. And they see that BLM, even though they try to characterize BLM as a singular movement, as opposed to what it is, a spaghetti string of movements strung together for a specific purpose, stopping government-sanctioned violence against black people. That scares them. And it scares their people enough to make their people get behind them. They choose the lie. It ain't a lie that they fall into. It's not that they don't understand that it's a lie. Yeah. They choose the lie. Conscious choice. So you got to be as intentional about survival as they are about your demise. Mm. Their entire system is geared toward your annihilation. Your annihilation. That's a lot to think about every day. And and those of us that think about it every day might not be the most pleasant people to be around. Because it's it's a weight that you carry for your people. Trying to figure out how you can affect your people in a positive way so that they finally fucking get it. This shit is life or death. We've been at a we, we are engaged right now in a civil war. Just because it's undeclared doesn't mean that shit ain't real. When they telling you we're going to do every fucking thing we can to make your demise look legal. And you white women that voted with us to get Trump out of office, here's an abortion law for your ass. You still property too. Mm. I don't care if you get raped. I don't care if this is incest. Ain't no fucking exclusion. You're going to carry that baby. Our population is declining. Get numbers up. Yeah. Yep. Our population is declining. We don't care if that baby got learning disabilities. He white. And he's better than a nigga. Hmm. That's what this shit is about. America's current situation Every issue that we have as a culture, of a, as a nation, can be traced back to white men that want power and money. Period. It doesn't matter what the issue is, because all of those issues, even in our government, are fueled by tax dollars. The great grift. The only piece, and I hate discussing these issues with motherfuckers that don't understand what a fucking policy is. These simple bad, oh, Trump, you are the greatest, 46, 45 minus one, he's the greatest policies. We were flourishing. Look at us, we, gas is $6. Well, you stupid motherfucker, he didn't have any fucking policy. He had one policy, and it was a tax policy. And that tax policy took away all of your tax advantages on your mortgage interest on your house, everything that middle-class people had that was keeping them above the fucking uh, water. He took that shit away and gave it to his people. 
And your simple ass still out here talking about, oh, he's the greatest. The policies that he didn't enact and all of the damn defunding and deregulation of the mortgage industry and everybody else has led to this. We are living his economic policy. Biden ain't even been in office long enough for his policies to take effect. Y'all, we got to wake the fuck up. Mm. They selling you a pipe dream. And all of it is still geared towards your annihilation. So that you can't succeed. So tell me you don't have power. Tell me when you see these videos and these reels of these kids in Dubai, in, in, not Dubai, Indonesia, and in, in some Jakarta in the backfield somewhere in some country trying to do these little dances. And, and rock into these little vibes from these mu- from black music. Tell me again how we ain't shit. They barely got TV. They still want to emulate you. They still want to be you. Why they telling you that you ain't shit? So when you think about the power that you have to affect change. To, to not, not just change, lasting change, right? Because change ain't a fad. It ain't some, some clothes you can put on and take off. Change looks like freedom. Change looks like laws actually being equally applied across the board. Change looks like if you got minimum mandatories for a crime, everybody that commit that crime get the minimum mandatory, right? Change looks like Everybody being able to earn a living wage, right? You build these companies, companies profit off the labor of their employees. If you, the employee, can work all day, working double shifts, your kids ain't got a parent at home because you got to work to make ends barely meet. We ain't made no lasting change. We still in the same position. We just, it looks better. We got more modern accoutrements. We got more televisions to numb their space, right? We now have our kids reading books, trying to understand the true history of where they came from. At some point, we all got to sit down at the table. But until we get to that point, you got to survive. And so many of us are stuck in merely existing. You have to empower yourself with knowledge. Mm. That's your obligation. As a parent, Your obligation is to teach your children and give them the tools to put in their toolbox so that they can survive. And the leading force against our survival are the police. Mm. And I hate to say it because I loved it when I did it. And I know so many good ones. I know some great ones. And I know what they're dealing with on the street. But what they're dealing with on the street is a micro section of what the government is doing, what these corporations are doing, poison they feeding into our kids' veins through this music and this TV. They glorifying being pill heads. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, getting high all the time. There's no, dis- no delineation between reality and entertainment. And what person in their right mind wants to be entertained by a dope fiend? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's that real. It's, and it's really that simple. It's not a complicated thing. They're not trying to hide what they're doing. 
They out there. If they take away abortion rights, well-settled law, well-settled precedent. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. On the basis of it is not a right that's enumerated in the Constitution. Mm. Well, it's a whole bunch of shit that we live by that's not enumerated in the Constitution. Yep. Right? It's, it's, that's just a fact. If that's the new precedent, we in trouble. Right. When they did away with the Voting Rights Act, Section 5 of the Voting Rights Act in Shelby v. Texas in 2010, I told a lot of folks, Get ready. this shit a problem. It's a problem. Mm. Because what, did that, what that section stated was that a city or county or state, that a state that had been known to discriminate with regard to voting rights had to have any changes in their laws cleared through the federal courts to avoid discriminatory effect. John Roberts said, we don't need that no more. We're going to get that up out of there. Mm. That's what he said. We've evolved past that. Mm. Which gives them the right to <laughs> and, now dictate these. And now laws. look at our Supreme Court. They sanctioning the, the abolishment of Roe v. Wade. Mm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Which means, again, your property. And that's only one right. Because since when did we allow, what, what, what white men do you know that are allowed or would allow somebody to tell them that they got to go get a vasectomy? And, 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 and you got to go at age 26. And if you don't go at age 26, it's lost forever. We going to stand for that? Our, our Congress is standing up on that? No. No. Man, no indeed. So you property. And if you don't know your rights, you, you're submitting yourself to be property. Mm. If you don't exercise your rights, you've committed to being property. Mm. It's as simple as saying, officer, I don't answer any questions, sir. Ma'am. I love having Here, you Here's my ID. Here it is. And that's it. You gonna go write a ticket or you gonna let me go home? Those are the only two options you got because you don't have no access to information. If you pull me over, talk about you smelling weed, okay, cool. You want me out of the car? Cool. Everybody get out. They had a right to do that. But we already recording. Everybody's got a job, even if your job is back up to this guy recording. And ain't nobody saying nothing. Nobody's saying anything. You don't have to be disrespectful. You don't have to be loud and brash. It's better to be soft-spoken and quiet. If they believe that that means you're being supplicant to them, so what? You're going home. Yeah. Well, you, you don't, you're not me. I'm not going to be quiet if, you, if he mouthing on. But I speak his language. Yeah. And I had a wherewithal, the license that allows me to go to court and argue on my own or have somebody argue on my behalf which is what you need, yeah. somebody to argue on your behalf. 
think about it as your superstar status, if that make you feel better. Mm. Right? Yeah. I got a mouthpiece. I don't have to talk to you. Mm. And there's <laughs> don't nothing... Don't talk to me, talk to my team. That's it. Right. There's nothing you can do to stop me from doing that. Because that is your right. But they're designed, they, they're trained, police are trained to ask questions that make you give them answers you don't want to give them because the way that they state the question is like an order. Yeah. Right? So yeah. as opposed to saying, hey, sir or ma'am, you know, would you please show me your ID? They're going to come up and say, hey, sir or ma'am, give me your ID. Yeah, the command. Right. Or they're going to say, sir or ma'am, can I have your ID? And you think, oh, he mean, and with the gesture, especially if he's reaching out his hand, he yeah. or she, you feel... You want that whole, oh shit. Do I do I need to give it to him? Do I not? No. You listen, if it's a vehicle stop, you do. If you and want that's foot, only because that's only you have to have a license to, to drive, operate, operate a vehicle. A vehicle. Yeah. That's right. Only so if you on foot and a cop come up to you, you're not obligated to give them your ID. No ID, no right? name, no, no address, nothing. nothing. If you're even if you're detained legally, they see something happen here, they think you're a part of it, you aren't, they gonna have to figure that shit out because you're not gonna say nothing. Right? I'm going to stand here and be detained, and I'm going to mark the time on my watch. I'm going to look at your uniform and see your name. If you got a car nearby, I'm going to look at your car and remember the car number. And if you got partners that roll up, I'm going to remember as many car numbers as I can. Right? Because all you need is a few. They're going to have a log of the stop. Right? Cars are GPS tracked now in a lot of departments. So when you write your complaint, they'll know who everybody was. And you request that they give you that information so that you can file complaints against each and every one of them. So guess what's going to happen? Eventually, a well-armed, well-informed populace will make motherfuckers that show up as backup, even if it's not going haywire. If they know that this officer is a problem, they're going to they slow roll to back him up or her up. And hopefully by the time they get there, this shit is over. That's what they're thinking. Because I don't want to be out here with this clown. I need my job. I need to stay employed. I got a mortgage. I got kids. Right? So it's going to make them stop and think, whoa, these people, man, they starting to write a lot of complaints. Yeah. Mm. Man. I don't, listen, I don't want no smoke. Putting that heat on. You know? <laughs> no I'm, smoke. Yeah. I'm not trying to do this. You know? And, and, and they legitimate complaints at that. Right? Mm. The job can't ignore fucking 10 complaints coming in here. Mm. They can't do it. Mac, brother, you was preaching in this thing, bro. Yeah, boy, you spitting straight fire. I have no doubt somebody's going to listen to this thing and just tears going to roll. You was, you was preaching, brother. You found, you found a mode, a zone, a spot, an anointment, a blessing. Yeah, he, you, you found see the zone moment. he jumped yeah. in for yeah, a minute? <laughs> we, got, we got bone quiet. Yeah, like, these, like, oh, these are the preach, kind preacher? of interviews and moments that built this podcast, brother. You don't know how much I appreciate yeah, you. Man, I appreciate being here, man. You don't know how much we I giving information to our people. You know I love it. Amen. I love amen. it. Look, bro, I, I know people are going to want to know how to track you, contact you, engage with you. Any information you want to share, brother, please feel free to share, and we're going to shut this sure. thing down. Well, you can reach us at our firm at uh, S. McCullers, M-C-C-U-L-L-E-R-S, at M, as in Mary, lit, L-I-T, group.com. Uh, my Instagram is the Chocolate Gun Room. Uh, room, R-M, as opposed to spelled out. Everything else is spelled out. Twitter, Max Speaks Legal. 
And listeners, I will have all that in the episode description. You are welcome. Wild Black, peace. We out. Salute. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's.